Hello, friend, and welcome to Joyfully Resilient Podcast. I'm Devela, your host, and I'm also a wife, fur mama, asthmatic health, faith, and fitness coach, entrepreneur, and chaser of Jesus and the abundant life that he has for me now after years of trauma and grief. Here, I believe that everyone struggles or will face a battle at some point during their life, some more than others, but the goal is to make it through the pain and the grief to find joy and resilience waiting for us on the other side. Whether you are here because you are currently struggling, have struggled, or know someone struggling, grab your cup of coffee or hype juice and come be encouraged that you are indeed not alone. Hello, hello, friend. This past weekend, I had the opportunity of earning a retreat weekend with some coaches on our team, and it was such a relaxing weekend. I know that, you know, as we grow older, it's harder to have a quote unquote girls weekend because there's always so much drama or this, that, or another. Um, but with my my team and with the coaches that I'm able to work alongside, there isn't any of that. And it is so peaceful. I can't even begin to explain. It's just fun. It is amazing. And I think that the part that sets us apart is that each of us have a, have a set of daily activities. And those activities include taking care of ourselves. So I feel like because we are so well invested in not only our spiritual health, but our our mental and physical health, um, we follow four steps a day, as simple as it might seem. Being a coach, we do four things. We press play on our workouts. We drink a shake that feeds our gut health. We read or listen to personal development every day and we invite others to join us that's what we do as a coach it is such an honor so because of that it's always fun like when we get together because we talk about goals we talk about life we talk about what is working for us feeding our ourselves and feeding the women that we serve and we just get to enjoy each other's company. We get to embrace each other's differences and we get to just truly enjoy a weekend together and away from life and just away from the hustle and bustle. So anyway, while we were there, we were talking about how like God has called each of us to a specific purpose and how those purposes most of the time don't look the way that we had originally intended. We had talked about how like we had dreams and we had visions or, you know, like we have, we still have dreams and visions, but how sometimes we just have to come to terms that our visions are different than what God had set for us. And so my devotion one morning I shared with everyone was that our purpose is is an eternity purpose. And what that means is that our purpose is to feed the, the eternity of others and is to get others to an eternity with Jesus. We talked about how like 
there are so many different beliefs on how you get to heaven and those kind of things. But at the end of this, when we got done talking, we, we each had our own quiet time. And I read the prayer that goes with my, my devotion. And it says, Lord, I don't always understand what you're up to, but you are worthy of my trust and surrender. Thank you for choosing me to be an instrument for your holy agenda. What a joy to be included in your eternal plan. Amen. I couldn't even get completely finished before I was bawling because I would not be where I'm where I am today had God answered my prayers any sooner. If I would have been an earthly mom at this point in time, I highly doubt that I would be as spiritual sound and as spiritual strong as I am now. I don't think that for a second that I would have started this podcast. I don't think for a second that I would have started coaching. And all of these things have truly become such a powerful purpose in my life. God has used them in powerful ways. God has spoke in powerful ways. And as much as I have hated to go through the hurt that I have and the loss that I have, it was for his eternal plan, as he said in that. And I can have joy because of that. And that's what I always pray for, is that I just want this resilient joy in him because I trust and surrender. And those are the two words that he has taught me so far in 2022 is to fully trust him in all areas of my life and to fully surrender to him in all of my areas of life because he is using me for his holy agenda, not my own, because this life is not mine. It is his. And he has shown me that when we're younger, we have this agenda that you, you get married, you start a career or vice versa. You start a career, you get married, whichever. For me, it was the opposite. (laughs) We got married and then I got a career, but anyway, and then you have babies. That's, that's the plan. That's the white picket fence. That's exact. That's the checklist that you have to follow. Oh, you have a house. So you buy a house, build a house, whatever that was. Anyway, See, I don't even know. I don't even know the checklist because I'm not even even following it. But you get what I'm saying. And and you know what I mean because it's just society these days. You no more walk down the aisle before someone says, when are you having a kid? I mean, it's just, it's society these days. But why? Why is there so much pressure for people to have babies? Why is there so much pressure for people to have a specific career for them to, to have purpose in life. Why, why, why do we have to have X, Y, Z in order to, to have a purpose or, or to be seen as a woman or to be seen as a person? Why? Because that's not what it says in the Bible. That's not what Jesus says. Jesus does not say that you are, you are not worthy of his love. You are not worthy of heaven. You are not worthy of this or that until you are a mother. 
It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that you are worthy if you're married. It doesn't say you're worthy if you have a specific career. It doesn't say that you're worthy if you have a home that you've built or a home that you bought or a home that you're renting. It doesn't it doesn't say any of that. We don't understand what God is up to, but he is worthy of our trust and our surrender because he has chosen us to be an instrument of his holy agenda for his eternal plan for us. His plan, not ours, not society's, his. I can happily say over this past year specifically, I have really dug deep and tried to find, and it was because I was looking for my worth in all of the wrong areas. I didn't think that people would see me or value me unless I was a mom or unless I had this type of life or unless I drove this kind of car. And once I figured that out and once I figured out how to find my worth in Jesus and Jesus alone, none of it clicked. So no, I might not be an earthly mom. I might just have three fur babies. But I love those fur babies with everything I have. I love my husband with everything I have. I love our home that we have created to be a home. Yes, we bought it. But that doesn't matter. We have created it a home because it's it's where we are together. It's where our fur babies are together. And it's where we have loved Jesus together. Where we have fought for our marriage. Where we have fought for our relationship with Jesus This is where it's been, and I'm proud of that. I'm also proud of who I am as a woman. I have taken a lot of licks, and I have kept on ticking. What do they say? Isn't that how they say it? Take a lick, take a lick, and keep on ticking? I don't know. Anyway, I have taken a lot of blows in the gut. That's how I'm going to put it. I have taken a lot of blows in the gut, and each time I've lost my breath, but I've found my feet, and I've taken another deep breath in because of Jesus. And that is the only reason I'm still standing today. So no, my worth is not in when or how I will be a mom one day, or if I ever even will be a mom on earth because I have seven babies in heaven that I get to love on one day might not be anytime soon God willing but one day I will meet them in heaven there was a day that I was really struggling and gosh I wasn't going to share this but here I am (laughs) there's one day I was really struggling with grief and one of my best friends said, well, I'm already behind. I only have two on earth. I only have two babies. But by golly, when you get to heaven, you have a whole football team waiting for you. And how true is that? Earth might not have looked the way that I had planned. And my time here 
might not look as as it planned or as I planned, but I have to believe it's because he's included me in an eternal plan. It's because he has set me apart to be an instrument of his holy agenda to show others that there is hope in spite of grief, that there's hope in spite of hurt, to show others that it's okay to not fit the mold, that it's okay to not have the white picket fence and to still enjoy your life. So shame on us for treating people lesser because they're not a mom or because they they can't have children or because they decide not to have children because that's not where our worth lies. Caleb ran into someone the other day and the first thing out of their mouth was, so I hear you're having trouble having kids. He hasn't seen them in a long time. And that was the first thing that he had to say to Caleb. Since when is that the only thing that we worry about in life? Instead, why are we not concerned about people's spiritual health? Why are we not concerned about people's mental health or physical health? When's the last time you asked someone how they were doing and genuinely cared how they were doing? So I hope and I pray that people see me for me that they don't see me as the one that has had seven miscarriages, that they don't see me as the one that has X, Y, Z, but yet they can see that, but also see what God has done in spite of it. I was listening to a sermon coming home from our retreat weekend, and it said, the tears taught us how to praise you, and how true that has been for me. My tears of grief today have taught me how to praise him so deeply. Because on my best of days, I can remember that God has pulled me out of the muddiest of days. That I have found joy in spite of those awful, awful days filled with tears. And in that same sermon, we hear the quote often, making peace with the past, but I have to believe that there is someone out there that is struggling to make peace with the present. I know at one point in my life, I was reaching an absolute havoc in my heart, in my mind, in my body, in my soul, because I was 25 years old. And at 25, I still was not a mom. Timelines will kill us if we let them. So don't let them. Time means nothing to Jesus. And as hard as that is to embrace, it brings me peace to know that even though I didn't want to be an old mom, as I said, I know that he's got a better plan. I have seen him feed my hope to know that I can trust him and that if I'm an old mom, so be it. I'm going to be the coolest, goofiest old mom on the face of the planet. And if that's not part of my timeline, if I'm not supposed to be a mom on this earth, I'm okay with that too. And it has taken me some time to say that. 
but it's true. I will be okay. Would you? Would you be okay if your timeline doesn't look anything like you had thought it would? Are you going to be okay? And if not, I pray that you can find your worth in Jesus. I pray that he feeds your hope in such a way that you have complete and utter confidence and faith in him, that you can trust him, that you can surrender to him, and that you can thank him for choosing you to be an instrument of his holy agenda, not your own, but his. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If this podcast hit you in the heartstrings or you know someone who can relate, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on. Share it with your friends, post it on social media, and tag me so I can personally thank you for tuning in and allowing me to get real and vulnerable with you. I cannot wait to see you on the next episode with me. Have the best day, friend.